Welcome to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 396. Today is December 30th, 2022. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, the end of the year is almost upon us. As I record this, the market's still open. It looks like the S&P 500 is going to close at about 3,800. That's an interesting level because it's at the lower end of the band of support and resistance that's been going on for the last, I don't know, eight months or so. It's been a real tug of war as to whether that band has acted as resistance or support. And we're seeing now as we close out the year, the verdict is firmly in that level has been resistance. And as the year has progressed and we've gotten more data, not only on how the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates, but also on the deleterious effect that's likely going to be occurring on corporate profits as we get into 2023. Well, because of those factors, I think that the S&P 500 at the 3,800 level is too high of a factor. I base that on valuations. And remember, we're just assessing probabilities because no one can predict the future. But if you look at where corporate profits are likely to get adjusted down to, and this is whether we go actually into a recession or not, but just from a deterioration in corporate profits, a pretty good assumption or estimate would be 200. That's an aggregate number for the S&P 500. If you divide 200 into 3,800, which is approximately the current value of where the S&P 500 is, then you come up with a multiple of 19. Now, for much of the last five or so years, being at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, wasn't that high of a valuation because we were at or near zero interest rates. I'm not going to go into this whole episode about how you make that comparison. You can listen to previous ones, but the bottom line is you don't invest in a vacuum. Everything is done on a comparative basis. And the benchmark for assessing your risk-free rate of return is the 10-year treasury. When the 10-year treasury is down below 1% like it was you know, 18 months ago, then correspondingly today, when that 10-year treasury is now paying over 3.8%. So on a comparative level, you can look at the S&P 500 and say, I'm paying 19 times for that. When interest rates are lower, it makes sense to pay a higher multiple for stocks. But the corollary is also true. So when interest rates are higher, it doesn't make sense. And right now, you can be in a money market fund at your broker and that yield has continued to go up. This week, in fact, just a regular old zero duration money market fund is paying about four and a quarter percent. Now, for most of the last many years, it's been paying zero or near zero. So when you look at the rising interest rate environment and the decline in profits, I think 3,800 on the S&P 500 is too high. Now, does that guarantee there's going to be a big stock market collapse and we're going to go into a recession in 2023? Listen, I have no idea. I know a lot of people are convinced one way or another, but there's too many variables. There's too many factors that can determine whether we go into a recession and how steep it will be. One of those primary factors is the Federal Reserve. They could cut interest rates tomorrow. They could start printing money like crazy tomorrow. Remember, coming out of the 2008 financial crisis, the Federal Reserve printed $3 trillion dollars. That was the first time in history that they'd ever done anything so extreme. But they did it. And once we went into the pandemic, 
the Fed doubled down and they printed another $5 trillion. So if we go into some bad tailspin in 2023, there's nothing to stop the Fed from not only dropping interest rates, but also printing another trillion or two or three or $10 trillion. Who knows what they could do? That's why I say we need to be nimble, we need to hedge our bets, and we have to have diversification. Ha, but in all this, I digress because in this episode, I want to end the year with giving you a tip. You know, people are always wanting investment tips or financial tips or or tips for successful living. And so I want to round out and end out the year by giving you one of the best tips I can think of. And this tip is extremely simple and it costs you absolutely no money. But I promise you, if you do it and you do it honestly, then this tip could literally make you millions of dollars. And this tip that I'm going to give you is not only something that you can use for investing and across the board investing, whether it's stocks or bonds or crypto or real estate, any type of investing works. And in fact, it's really success driven. It's not just about improving your wealth, but you can use the same tip if you want to improve your health or your personal relationships or your physical fitness or whatever. Well, what's this great tip? Well, just keep a journal and you call it a diary or a journal, or a logbook, whatever you want. doesn't matter what you call it, and it doesn't matter how you keep it. You can scribble it down in a notebook or on the back of an envelope. To make it work, you just have to have the discipline to be writing events down and have them archived in whatever formats you can go back and reference them. And here's how it works, and again, this will work whether it's with stocks or any type of investing or even just personal aspects of your life, like your diet. You write down the goal that you're trying to accomplish. For example, if you're investing in stocks, you can say, you know, today I purchased ExxonMobil. And then write down the rationale and the reason for why you purchased ExxonMobil and what you think the likely outcome is going to be. And then at some point in the future, you come back and you close that loop by saying what was the result of your trade. Did ExxonMobil make money? Did it lose money? And if so, why do you think that happened? You're trying to track the results that you want to have, like increasing your wealth or losing weight or becoming stronger or faster or more fit. So you're writing down what your goals are, what actions you're taking to achieve those goals, and then what was the result? Did it work or didn't it work? And if you do that over time, you'll have a logbook of actions and results. And this is the part where you have to be honest with yourself. You then have to go back and evaluate when you were right, when you were wrong, what was simply luck or what was simply randomness, and then take the discipline from your learnings to try it again and continually reiterate it. It's a constant process of improvement. The reason that most people will never pull this off and never take advantage of the power of it, is that they don't have the discipline to continually do it. Because this doesn't work in a week or a month or even a year. This is something that you have to repeat over and over and over again to build that wisdom and that self-knowledge and go through that refining process to where you can continually be making more, better, accurate decisions. Another reason that people don't stick with it and do it is because you're going to find out that a lot of your actions are not going to produce the desired results. Even after you've refined them and even after you've repeatedly used that method 
over and over again to get a positive result, it may fail in the future. Now, it may fail because it was just random bad luck, or it may fail because the system has changed or the environment. I mean, there's a lot of reasons that what had worked in the past isn't working in the present. And instead of looking at that as discouragement, you simply have to understand that that is the reality of the world. Because we do live in a world that's full of uncertainties. And all the knowledge that we have, and all the things that we think we know, well, much of it isn't true, or it's changing or evolving. And you say, well, if that's the case, then why keep a journal at all? Well, it gets back to that probability assessment. The more you know yourself, the more you know the people around you, the more you understand human nature, the more you know about the subject that you're interested in. It doesn't mean you're always going to be right. It doesn't mean you're never going to make a mistake. It doesn't mean bad luck isn't going to happen to you. But despite all those limitations, by keeping a journal, by understanding the relationships of things, you'll have a much better than average chance of making accurate decisions. And again, it doesn't matter if we're talking about investing or your fitness or your health or your diet or your personal interactions, whatever it is you're trying to achieve, just track the events that you do and the outcomes that you receive, honestly evaluate them and reiterate and try and make them better. It's a simple idea. It's a simple concept. I'm telling you it works. So try it out for the next, say, five or 10 years, and then get back to me. Let me know how it worked for you. Hey, until then, as always, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best returns.